Get Wrecked Radio, your one-stop shop for all things Destiny competitive. This is your host, Krautnaft, and with me, coming live from his home in the EDZ Salt Mines, it's Rev. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm amped. I'm I'm feeling really good right now. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to A, be making another podcast, and B, you know, the, uh, the recent launch has been consuming the vast majority of my time, so it's yeah, good. Same here. I mean, it's uh, it's been crazy, which I guess brings us, or it's, I, guess, I guess it's no surprise what game has been taking up all of our time right now. Um, can I tell you about our Lord and Savior, Destiny Two? Yeah. Oh my God, man! Like, <laughs> uh, it's the reason why we're recording late right now. <laughs> like, it, and it is the reason. I, I mean, yeah. Well, we're two days late on this one. Uh, should have been recording on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, we should have been recording we're, on Saturday. Legging it on Monday. Yeah. So, um, thanks to uh, thanks to Destiny Two, and you know, honestly, I wouldn't trade anything for it. I don't really mind. I can grind out the editing tomorrow. That's not gonna be a big deal whatsoever. Um, but yeah, no, at Destiny Two, man, it's here, and holy shit, is it good? It is really good. Um, I mean, there's so much to talk about. It was hard kind of grinding down my favorite things in it. Um, I mean, maybe most obvious is the Crucible. The Crucible feels just as better than it did in the beta. Oh, yeah. Way better than it did in the beta. They made a lot of improvements. I think my favorite thing overall is that the weapons feel totally fresh. They feel totally balanced at this moment in time. And I'm sure we're going to grind out what it takes to you know get to the meta of what's absolute top tier but right now it's really hard to figure out hand cans feel good scouts feel good auto rifles feel good fusions are back to a place in the sun shotguns feel off like there's so many different yeah, types even of weapons even subs right now great. man oh my god i'm running around with the mita mini tool fuck dude like that thing melts around corners yeah, man the mita, the mita and mita mini tool are just fun to use like when a super i mean in this game supers charging you is like a huge deal so having that sub to just rip them apart and if you have a second person there with another smg and they're they, done they we've melt. been melting supers left and right yeah it's insane yeah i mean it, i i wanted to come in like with some like oh well you know hand cans are gonna come in and you know they are gonna be the most dominant and stuff but i honestly can't tell and i see a lot of a lot of streamers a lot of youtubers it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of consistency going on um no everyone's i think i think everyone's still in that stage of feeling things out but even even so uh i think it could really go down to player's choice what feels best to you can still be competitive now it's not like you have to have a god roll hand cannon anymore you can beat a hand cannon out with an auto rifle. You can beat a hand cannon out with a sub. Right. I mean, you, you can beat. I mean, you can beat, and vice versa. Like, if you have a hand cannon that feels good to you, you can beat out an AR. You can beat out a scout. You can beat out. Now, the only, I guess you know what the only thing I I'd say that I think is a little bit. I don't think the hand cannons have a lot of range right now. Um, I feel like they drop off pretty like you know a, a lot closer mm-hmm. than what I'm used to, um, and they don't hit as far. And so, like, if you get into any longer range engagements, you're gonna want to scout for that or an AR. Um, the hand cannons just don't feel like they're they're a little more of a mid to close range now versus you know being able to map the shit out of somebody. But right, yeah, and that brings up a good point. Like a lot of 
the great feel right now is just that change to the weapons. So, you know, your kinetic, your energy, and you can have a hand cannon in one, you can have an auto in the second. It brings up a lot of combinations that just were not available in Destiny 2. So, and like on top of that, on top of that point, I mean, the grind for this game is a lot more fun yeah. than Vanilla Destiny or Taken King Destiny. Yeah. So it's just feeling like we're progressing. Everyone in the Hounds is progressing really nicely. You know, there's not a lot of people like struggling behind. We're going to be trials ready. We're going to be raid ready. Um, and it wasn't too hard. I wouldn't say any of us were really power leveling, like, you know, trying to power through three char- three Titans to get all the best Titan shit. No, but I mean, given if I was given the time, I would have. I mean, if I didn't have to work, I guarantee you I would be as high as I physically could be right now. I mean, I would be doing the power grind just because I'd want to. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it feels like right now that you can do the events, you can do what you need to get done per week, and you feel like you're making progress even when you're done with that. So, um, yeah, it feels, it feels great. I love the grind again. Everything feels, everything feels fantastic. And, you know, I mean, the raid drops this week. Trial starts this week. I mean, everything's, you know, now coming to fruition. So, I mean, this grind is going to, you know, be for something now. I mean, everything, the end game content's now here. I mean, it's it's in two days, the, the biggest end game content that Destiny offers is here. So, yeah. well, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, literally the Leviathan raid is live. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, the, the raid. So by has the time dropped. you're listening to this, the raid the raid is going to be going. Um, and a big thing for us is nine fifteen trials of the nine starts up. If you are, you know, if you are looking to get to whatever the end of that is, whether that's some sort of new social space, which we have no idea, like a lighthouse type situation, this is the weekend that you're going to want to do it. Like, this is the weekend when everyone's going to be going in, where you're going to get teams that have no idea what they're doing and have low light, so you're just trouncing them. Um, and just a general player pool of people that are probably more at your skill level, so that it gives you more of a chance versus the end of Destiny 1 Trials, which was basically, like, the sweatiest players on the planet versus everyone else. Yeah, guys that are on their umpteenth flawless card just because... Yeah, going for their 70th lighthouse visit just because. Right. But, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be great. I mean, everything's everything's looking, I mean, this whole, this whole you know, month, like, this, it's looking down the line is pretty freaking amazing. I mean, you have, like we said, you know, this week, the Leviathan Raid trials, and then Zer comes on Friday. The first time Zer shows up in Destiny 2 is on the 15th. And, I mean, we have a new Flashpoint. Coming up tomorrow, um, the Flashpoint's going to be on Nessus instead of EDZ. Oh, yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday, <laughs> yeah. Um, the New Nightfall uh, uh, will be on the Inverted Spire, so that's a right. That's a strike that everybody knows, so I think that's going to be a... That should be actually a fairly easy Nightfall, I think, because I think people understand that strike now. I mean, we'll see. You can't really look at the modifiers anymore before you fly in. Um, no, but they tell you what they are. The well, we know what they are. Though. They're going to be momentum, and then the time warp is rings. So, uh, uh, okay. So it's not going to be prism. So there's not going to be rotating burns. It's going to be a burn or no burn, whatever. And then the time warps rings. So whatever that means, we don't know what that means. Killing time was yeah. a countdown timer, um, and then you gain time by killing enemies. Uh, we don't know what rings is. Uh, but then you look at week three. 
Uh, the, no the next Nightfall, Flashpoint's going to be in Io. And then you have Trials on the Nine and then Zer again on the 22nd. And then week four is another big, 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 big week. Um, because you have the Nightfall, Flashpoint on Titan, the Leviathan Raid Guided Games beta begins. So that means... Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Yeah, that's huge. That The Guided Games is massive. Um, oh, and uh, uh, I guess yesterday... And this, um, the Nightfall guided game started. But the Leviathan, the first time they're ever doing a queuable raid will be on uh, the 26th. So that'll be, that'll be huge. And then the big, big one outside of that, Faction Rally. So your Dead Orbit um, banners, your new Monarchy banners, and your uh, Future War Cup banners will be flowing through the tower like, you know, nobody's business as soon as that starts. So we don't yeah, know what that's going to be. I know we're a bit biased on that one, considering we're both dead orbit. Um, but I'm really interested. Like, I'm hoping that faction rally is like, you know, capital R rally, and it's some sort of um, more nuanced event versus faction lowercase R rally, which is here's the vendors. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely rank them up. Yeah, I definitely hope that it's you know there's a bigger event to it. You know, like, you know, I, I really, I think they, they left so much that they could have done with the factions in Destiny 1 that I really hope they learn from that. I mean, there is so much of a marketed area for that that you could do. I mean, you could have faction wars where you could literally, like, uh, anybody who pledges your certain faction reps that faction, you know, for that, you know, week or whatever, right? And at the end of that week, you know, it's, you know, whatever faction has the most XP gained globally throughout, you know, whatever... You get like a bonus Ingram, right? Like a bonus whatever from your faction. Like, hey, you repped us. We had mm -hmm. the most pledges yeah. this month. We did this. We did that. And, you know, we did, you know, this as a, a communal group. People that really loved and supported Dead Orbit, right? And then say we won a, a week. And we're like, oh, yeah, we've got this Ingram. And then like, and then it gets the people like the future War Call fans like, hey, we need to get more people in here. Like, we need to start working harder. We need to do this. That means the grind gets bigger. Everything, like, it's it adds a com competition within a competition almost you know right, you're, yeah so i mean you, you don't you can't lose that way and if you want to change factions you can change factions i mean I, we don't know if there's going to be you know faction exotics like there were in destiny one um it doesn't look like there's a level or like a, a faction rank anymore with all the new factions and stuff like that so i don't know how they're going to really track that um but it looks like it's going to be – it could be. It could be a very, very big thing, which I hope they end up doing because I it would be awesome to see, like, a faction war. Because I know yeah, there's – I'm hoping that the, at the very least we're going to get a few, like, faction missions, like, adventure-like size missions, you know, stuff like that. It'll introduce us into the new vendors or whether the old ones, like, Iraq and uh, – And you know I what? I can't even remember I think the that, other two. You know what they, else? They don't I, matter. Yeah. Exactly, and you know what else I think they could actually do is have missions based off of like the the faction's beliefs, like Dead Orbit. They're all about adventuring, pillaging stuff. Go to planets and have them do like scavenging missions. Future War Cult. They're more flashy, yeah. showy. Maybe they're more PvP focused. Um, more Vex focused. More yeah, or more Vex focused. Um, New Monarchy. I don't know. They're kind of homebodies, honestly. Um, but. Like they could, they, they could figure out something for new monarchy, I guess. But, um, yeah, like I mean, I could, I could just, I could see a lot of potential in that that I really think that they need to mm -hmm. figure yeah, out. Yeah, I agree. But then again, you know, then after that, trials on the nine, 
and then Zer returns again. And it looks like Trials on the Nine, they actually just changed. Uh, week three was supposed to be Survival on Altar of Flame, but it's now going to be Countdown on Altar of Flame. So Yeah, so they're going full Countdown. Yes. It. Which I'm a little disappointed for. Survival feels like such a really good game mode. It's like, it's like Skirmish on crack. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It looks really good. I'm... I don't know. It's it's gonna be good, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be a, a great month, and this next week's gonna be huge. Yeah, I think for this, for we're gonna have a hard time figuring out games to talk about for the first section of our podcast, just because Destiny is gonna be sucking up every single moment of our time. I mean, that's what I do literally every time I get home from work. It's get home from work. If I went to the gym, shower, and then Destiny too. Yeah, I mean, I've been off all week, so, I mean, I took a little time to get a table from Ikea, but other than that, it's just been all Destiny time, much to the chagrin of my girlfriend. Um, But, you know, we've been speaking a lot about Destiny 2, but we do have some slightly late news from Destiny 1. Um, So, the weekend we started this podcast, we were so involved in the podcast, uh, we did not do our due diligence, and sort of missed two destiny one tournaments include in fact they were the final tournaments for destiny one so apologies to our viewers but we're going to be covering them here in a second um the first tournament both are put on by farcog uh was the watch fund international um destiny final tournament and uh that was a pretty interesting tournament. You want to bring us into that bit, Rev? Um, yeah, so it was, what, a uh, an A-team tournament. Um, you had some big names show up. You had BSK. You had um, Imagine That. You had, and a couple of like, smaller names. But then you had a, a combo team of IM BSK that, mm-hmm. uh, that had pretty much the, <laughs> the god squad that you could ever ask for. I mean, my god, the lineup on that yeah. team... You have. I mean, the lineup was what was Little Sonic. Little Sonic, um, made in America. Made in America. Um, I think tournament one was Say Wallabra. Say Wallabra uh, and oh my god, the last name's Pa. Uh, oh, we shouldn't be blanking on this one. Yeah. Um, well, it was Eye Drops, I think. Yeah, yeah, Eye Drops bodies. Yeah, Eye Drops bodies. Yep. Sorry, sorry, drops. But um, but yeah, no, like I mean that. What the hell is that team? Like, those are some huge names that aren't picked up by anybody, minus, minus Sonic, because um, he's got his whole uh, stuff with Rogue. Um, but those are some huge names that they showed a huge amount of talent in that tournament. I mean... Yeah. And I'll tell, I'll tell you what that team is. That team was a march to the grand finals. That's what that team Oh, yeah, was. yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, yeah. There was not a lot of resistance to them as they were going up. In fact, we were having a hard time figuring out things to pull out besides the fact that they all performed extremely well in that first tournament on Saturday. Yep. Um, And then Imagine That uh, was another big name that ended up... uh, They had a few troubles. Um, They they didn't have as easy of a trip to the Grand Finals, but they did have a, a trip to there nonetheless. And it was a tight, tight match against IMBSK in the Finals. I mean, that was huge. I mean, they went to a replay of Game 6. So it was Mm -hmm. a supremacy match, and they ended up tying at the end at 88-88. And 
they had to replay it. So instead of it going to a game seven tie three three, imagine that chokes and gives B- IMBSK up a couple points. And it was yeah, enough and to we, tie. We're talking it. right at the end. Yeah, we're talking with seconds. With four, like four seconds left, this game got tied. It was it insane. Was quite a, a close game the whole way too. Both teams played amazing. Oh yeah, outstanding. Well, it was, it was excellent to watch. But instead of it going to that three-three where each team has a chance, it's now still match point for IMBSK. Mm-hmm. And I think that got to imagine that because that the second game was not nearly as close. I mean, BSK still had the steam, and imagine that was, I think, a little bit tapped out, and BSK takes that last match 4-2. And yeah. Well, I mean, the footage I was watching, I, I imagine that still played their, their hearts out in that last game. I just think I am BSK. Those guys on that team, um, they just got fired up and just got, they, you know, they just pushed a little bit more. You know, um, I think saying uh, imagine that choked is a little harsh. Those games, every single one of them was great. And imagine that is an was an excellent group of players that played amazingly well on the objective um, game types like supremacy and zone control. They were really stomping teams when it came to their series with those uh, those match types. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely like I, I say choked in the sense that they they let it slip. I mean, they they had it, and at the very end, it was just a perfect setup for BS, IMBSK and a sub-perfect closer from uh, Imagine That. I don't want to say choked as in, like, they just sucked, because they didn't. I mean, they, the game shows they didn't. It was 88-88. They played, played their fucking hearts out. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was it, that was a phenomenal, phenomenal tournament and a phenomenal showing by both of those teams. Which then took us to the second tournament done by, you know, done by Farcog, the Guardian Down tournament. And again, you know, you look at these lineups, you have BSK in there again, eliminated early. And I believe by, uh, imagine that, but, um, or no, 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 they were, uh, they got taken out by 25, um, 25 hammers or 25 till hammers or whatever. Yeah, I think it was 25 for the Hammers. Yeah, 25 for the Hammers. That was a um, team. Who went on to... And that was a big upset. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Big. I mean, you, I, you I know BSK. People, yeah. You think of BSK. Yeah, not, not a lot of people really realized that was going in. I remember seeing... Um, the reason I had originally remembered that the tournament was there was sort of on that Sunday when I saw a lot of chatter from the BSK guys who were not very happy about that result. Um... Which, you know, they, you know, competitive players, they shouldn't be. Um, BSK is not a team that normally goes out in round one. That is not something that happens to them. No, that's not a, that is not a common name to see, you know, out of the winner's bracket early, that early. No, not at all. Um, so, yeah, sorry. Sorry to you guys. BSK, one of my, my favorite teams. Love the guys on there. So, uh, Matt, so unsurprisingly, IMVSK did not have another really hard time moving on. They took out, uh, I think a 25 for the hammers, 
in the game after uh, BSK got eliminated and made it to the grand finals pretty pretty easily. Yeah, um, they they had little to no was, resistance. As yeah, they really were on fire in that match. And it wasn't. And um, I don't think it was the same squad. I think they they had. I think Ozzy in instead of yeah Ozzy uh, Ozzy was there instead of uh, Sewala. Yeah. So, um, but either way, I mean. <laughs> That squad, man, like that's still. I mean, even I mean, you're literally just trading another great player for a yet again a great player. So I mean, they're they're not losing anything when you're picking up Ozzy. I mean, it was literally just like that was a perfect trade. <laughs> like everything that no. everything that Wall is gonna do, Ozzy's gonna be able to do. So you knew that they were gonna be in good hands either way. So yeah, I mean, it just shows like we were talking last week with the. Who's gonna pick get picked up? There's just a lot of depth in the Destiny community, which we'll touch on a bit later. Um, so again, we end up in a grand finals with I am BSK, and imagine that. Well, and imagine that. I guess before like before even before that was, even that, you had um flanker squad, uh flanker squad. Um, ah, that's right. Yeah. The um, oh my god, I can't even think of the name of their team now. Uh, we literally just watched this too. But either way, uh, Flanker squad. Flanker goes, he went off in the semifinals, man. Like, game four in particular. Yeah, game four was huge. Flanker huge, went huge absolutely nuts. And this is the guy that we talked about last podcast where we're like, you know, it's not a name that we've necessarily heard all too much of, but it's still, you know, if they picked him up, it had to be for a reason. That was yeah, that reason like right he, there. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he was listening to us recording that yeah, podcast and be like, that all right, game, I'll, I'll show you a reason yeah, so that you that know game, that Yeah, that game right there, that game four was unbelievable. I mean, he just absolutely went out there. And, I mean, his other games were great too, but he just, he showed up to play that game four, man. Like, he was just getting team kill after team kill. I mean, yeah, it was I insane. Think there was, um, one set of plays in particular on Exodus Blue by the tunnel up by the, uh, you know, up by close to C. Yeah, in that heavy room. And he just, he nearly team wiped their whole team in, in a set of shotgun plays and melees. It was. Yeah, excellent. no, I definitely like that. He, he absolutely just, he controlled that area of the map and it was, it was an excellent play by him. Excellent plays by him. And unfortunately, in that series, they end up t- getting taken out by Imagine That, which leads to yet another I Am BSK and Imagine That Grand Finals. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, literally like two day in two days, two of the exact mirror Grand Finals. I mean, it, it's insane. And this one being no, no different than the last. I mean, it, it. I mean, it was insane. I mean, they both massive plays coming out of both teams yet again. Yeah, in particular, um, and you know, Imagine or uh, IMBSK took that a little bit easier than they did the last tournament. Um, however, I would love to call out Made in America because he made some massive plays in those games. Uh, he did some great baiting with the Stormcaller. He uh, put up some major multi kills exactly when their team needed it to keep momentum going. As soon as Imagine that looked like they were going to turn things around. All of a sudden, Made in America came out of nowhere and just, you know, arc annihilated oh, several yeah. sections of their team. Yeah, no, I mean it, it was unbelievable. His his Stormcaller plays are 
oh my god amazing like it was absolutely without a question of a doubt some unbelievable plays and the guy's got some skills and that like it's another guy i mean that i mean he if he doesn't get picked up or if you know if um if imbsk doesn't you know try and off and try and you know get to something a little more um competitive like road gg or whatever like that and he doesn't get mm-hmm. or and he doesn't stick with them if he doesn't get picked up i'm going to be surprised if imbsk doesn't try to do something um i mean that i mean that entire squad honestly if they don't try to do something i would be very surprised to see that entire squad not getting picked up by some group or something like that um i yeah there's nothing there's nothing bad to say about how they played i mean they they dropped the one map which that one map, uh, I believe it was Venom Chains and Pow Pow, just unbelievably worked well together, and they just absolutely they used the map to their advantage, and they just they went off. Like I mean, those yeah. those were another those were the there's another two duo, not names that are necessarily huge known in a and you know quote you in a in a household you know, name, right? You know, you don't see them on YouTube. You don't see them on Twitch very much. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't hear their name, right? right um, yeah. But showing that they sh- they are a name that you, you you don't mess with. I mean, that's a duo right there that when you look at the kill feed, it was Venom Chains and Pow Pow in the, right next to each other all the time in whatever order it would be, you know, and they would both go off huge. So, I mean, that's... Not to say that BSK was doing so much better than them, but those were also guys that, you know, they keep an eye on these people i mean they are they are some huge talent that if they're running destiny one like this this well you can only imagine what they're going to pull off in destiny two i mean i mean you look down at the kill feed during that game and they were really keeping uh imagine that in there for the plays oh half the time you look down and you see two kills from venom chains kill from pow pow another kill from venom chains all in the space of a few seconds they were they were slaying um, out yeah, they were just moving with each other. Yeah, no, and them working together as well as they did and showing off that, just that map awareness just when playing together was un, unreal. I mean, they were just, they were doing a phenomenal job in keeping, uh, imagine that, in line, you know, at least able to, you know, be competitive. Because some of the games were close, but it was a little bit, you know, like you said before, it was a little bit easier for BSK, or I am BSK mm-hmm. to... To go through and to win that tournament or to win that, you know, that series. So, um, that being said, and we talk of all them, you know, them being able to control the maps and everything like that. We have new maps in Destiny 2. We're going to kind of back, we're going to kind of go back to Destiny 2. And we're going to talk about these new maps that are in Crucible now. And what ones do you see as ones that are going to stand out in competitive play? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, we talk a little about each map. I mean, the first map that comes to mind is uh, Altar of Flame, which is kind yeah. of your Mercury, um, Trials of Osiris kind of throwback map. So it's got like you know nice outside lanes, kind of tighter inside lanes. Um, from what I've seen in Survival and other game types, has nice, uh, you know, nice good placement of heavy ammo. Yeah. Um, it'd be definitely going to be a ringer. Yeah. Uh, it played really well. We always had either tight games or um, even if we lost, we never. I never really felt bad on that map. It, it seemed really good and reminded me a lot of Burning Shrine. Yeah, yeah, I got a real Burning Shrine uh, 
uh, feel to it. I mean, even the name sounds familiar. Altar of Flame, Burning Shrine. Like, come on. Yeah. They sound very similar. I think that's a. Uh, I think that's. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, and then you have Endless Veil. I mean, that I haven't really played too much on that one, but. Uh, well, not if you count the beta. Yeah. Um, but after the changes, I guess after the changes from the beta, it still. I mean, it still feels good. Um, that's one that I mean. I see it as you know it's a it's a familiar map for people so I mean I think it plays pretty quick. Um, I do like that the heavy or the uh, the power ammo locations change per game types. That's nice. Uh, that way you know you mm-hmm. don't have constant you know people just camping those spots. Um, yeah, it really changes of each map as you're playing the different game type where the hotspots are. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I do. I mean I think that one's kind of already spoken for. I mean we've played that enough on the beta. Um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a map that has like it has that big long lane in the middle, um, the outside lanes which are sort of cut by the B point, yeah. and then that inside that um, I think it's called altar wh- yeah. where we call like you know uh, yeah, outside it, toilet bowl. Yeah, toilet bowl. Um, uh, but so yeah, no, I don't I don't really see that one being that big just because of those longer sight lines. I know the competitive yeah. play they tend to like some longer sight lines, but a lot of sort of close quarters i don't see a lot of really good action happening on there right yeah i I agree and usually like for competitive maps you really look for like that one long sightline lane and then you usually have two other shorter you know more concealed if not indoors sightline kind of things where it's you know a little bit close quarters um and then you got one of the you know map that we haven't seen fortress which I, i personally i think is a lot of fun i like fortress um I think that's going to be one that it offers that one long sight line outside, but then you have more internal and a lot more um, close quarters and you know closed in combat areas when you're going to like to from A point to B point, um, C point to B point is, is that little more open line because you have that you have basically you have the ruins that are opened up. So that doorway that's going from A to B um, is a lot more open than B to C or even A to C. So you mm-hmm. have that one sight line that's open, but then both other sight lines are a lot more closed off. There's a lot more internal fighting, a lot of closer quarters. But then you also have the aspect of a big middle area, right? It's like a triangle. And then that middle is where we're all out brawls are going to happen. Like you're going to have couple guys with supers coming through and you're gonna be like all right well i'm gonna cut through middle and they're gonna be like nope not today and you're gonna have another super coming through as well and that's gonna be like your like that's gonna be the main like headbutt point when yeah when everything you know breaks loose so i think that's yeah gonna i be think a, yeah that map has a kind of like a u-shaped look to it or yeah. feel to it at least yeah. um and i still haven't seen some of the map breakdowns on stuff like fortress but um, yeah, it's got kind of a nice U. It's got that open open center area, like you yeah. said, but it does have a lot of tight corridors, especially in the caves. Yeah. Uh, a lot of elevation between yep. points. Yeah. Um, so I see that one being a decent competitive map. I see that being, that kind of is my, my possible pick. Not a definite, but definitely something that, you know, could be for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think that at most it may be like an uh, sort of an off pick 
you yeah. know, it's not a bad map, but it's not like what I would consider one of the best of no. competitive. For sure. Um, speaking of what I think is a top map, uh, we got Javelin 4, which we saw in the PC beta. Right. Uh, it's generally symmetrical, kind of has that oval or like round shape. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of movement between the different points. Um, when we were playing in Survival and Clash, there's a lot of movement between the halls. It didn't seem like it was getting bogged down in a single place. Yeah. It's got some open sight lines to the outside of the, uh, circle, but um, the inside is kind of tight, um, has some interesting flanking routes going through the middle, like through that circle middle area with the boxes and the, the one big piece that goes up towards the top. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, we still got to learn our callouts on this thing because it's so new. But um, that had a lot of cool options. There was a lot of really interesting firefights. They shifted from room to room. Um, I think that's going to be a super top-tier pick when yeah, it comes I to... I think you're going to see a lot of Javelin 4. Yep, I agree. I agree completely. That's that was a that's an all-around fun map. I mean, that Bravo Point is behind a lot of cover, so you have people that are going to be jumping over that little mid-half uh, wall to, to get to it, but then you also have the staircase left and right, so that makes for good split pushing. Um... And then you have, you know, both the arch or the uh, the uh, the pathways to A and C are internal, right? I mean, you have it's there's, but they're they're laid out different. You go through a thinner hallway with a sight line directly outside to get to Alpha into that building, but then Charlie's kind of off to like in a factory off somewhere that you know is a little more open, where you know you have a few you literally a little more vulnerable in that Charlie point. Um, so it'll be. Um, it, I think that has that uh, that map offers literally everything a good competitive map needs to have. I, yeah. I, I agree completely. Yeah, and most importantly, it seemed like it was universally loved by the community. So that's always yeah. a good sign of a good competitive map. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then that brings us to Dead Cliffs. Now this is also another one that I haven't played too much on, but I feel like that one really. I think it's, it's more of just a fun aesthetic map. I don't see it being very good for PV or for competitive just because of what it is. You know, um, the man cannons going into it, uh, into that center B point. It makes for interesting engagements, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to be hugely popular with the competitive group just because of the yeah. variance that it's offering. No, I I entirely agree. I mean, you can think of that map like it's shaped kind of like a dog bone. Like when you hold it, it's got the two kind of ends, yeah, um, club ends to it, where you have the cabal base with a bridge leading to sort of like this dead kind of urban combat, um, kind of very Fallout looking area, yeah. and it's um, besides very tiny sight lines from the man cannons, which aren't really that useful unless someone's literally at the other side of the man cannons. Yeah. Um, there, I don't see that really. It's it's super close quarters, so I can see it not really being versatile enough for competitive play. Yeah. Um, as we played it so far, it's been a lot of fun, yeah. uh, and I think it makes for a great control and a great clash map. Um, but other than that, like it just it kind of plays a little stranger than the other maps. I think things tend to center around the the um, city side of that bridge. A lot yeah. of the time, yeah. or the B point. Uh, so I would not be surprised if we see the hot spots, and those are the spots we see on that map. So I think that one is probably like my little, probably one of my last picks. Yeah. Of Same. there's almost no way I can see that one coming in. Yep, I, um, I agree completely. 
And then we got uh, Legion's Gulch. So why don't you talk about Legion's Gulch a little bit? Uh, that's another. That's another one that I really haven't played a whole bunch of. I honestly, I mean, that's. I I think I've maybe played one game on it, so uh, I really haven't hit the PvP as hard as I would have wanted to. Um, but I think that's another one that's. I I don't see it being a real PV or a real competitive mindset. I mean, I think it's got the same, a lot of the same issues as Dead Cliffs, just not as prominent. Um, other than that, I, I, there's not much, really much I can input on it. Do you have anything that you want to add? I mean, not really. You kind of like, uh, you hit on the points. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think out any state, any like outstanding or interesting areas on it. Yeah, that's the same. Um, I really couldn't think of a whole lot with it. And I think it's a, I think that's the, I think that is the, I think this is the map that has made an impression on me the least just because it doesn't have any big things i think it's i think yeah. it's just a map and that's the one where it's like all factories right yeah yeah i think it's yeah just, that it's, one it's i mean it could i mean i think it really depends on people getting uh used to playing on it you know it's got like it, you find that all the fights happen in the middle it's like all in the middle people turtling in rooms i just don't think it it makes for a good map yeah i don't i don't really, no, I just, it makes for a good map but not just not competitive wise yeah no, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's another one where it's, it's fun to play on. Um, but, I mean, we even, we played a, I believe we played a survival match on that or something like that. We played something um, on it, and it just it just didn't feel right. Uh, it was, it's rough. But I think it, it is a fun map. It's just, it's one of those ones where I think it's just going to be better off as a community, you know, clash control map than, or a supremacy map than a countdown or survival Right, yeah. Um, switching to one that I uh, think is particularly a top tier, and we got you know a look at this before the game even dropped, is Vostok, which is the old social space for the... Um, uh, what was it? Oh, geez, I'm already forgetting my Destiny 1 terms Rise now, and it's just been Destiny 2. Yeah, Rise of Iron. Yeah. Sort of that extended, extended social space. Yeah. Um, this map I like a lot. Uh, you've got, again, it moves in a circle. It's got a lot of different elevation points, so you can kind of attack from high, you can kind of attack from low, and then it has the caves going through the middle, so you kind of have these shortcut lanes in yeah. this map. And I think it works really, really, really well for that. It Again, it seemed like we were moving around the map a lot. Engagements weren't happening in the second place, in the same place twice. Uh, power ammo seemed a little exposed, which I can see the competitive side of things liking that, you know, catching someone off guard, keeping them off power. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like that as well. And, it, you know, it gives a little a little variety. You know, I hope to see it because I hope to see more sniper rifles, you know. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, and they, yeah, and that's linear fusions and stuff oh, like that. Linear fusions, yes. I love linear, I, my linear fusion, I love it. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I'm I'm in love with the, the sight line, the... the the change or the multitude of sight lines in Vostok outside, as well as just the being able to control a tight area of the caves with just a Titan wall. You put up a Titan wall, a full Titan wall, and you block off that cave. They walk through it, they're taking damage. I mean, yeah, you can be, you can almost bisect the caves with yeah, those Titan walls. Yeah, it, it's pretty insane. Like you can cut off an entire area for you know the enemy to go to, and you leave, you know, you know your your teammates to the you know left or right of the caves, whatever where you're coming from, 
as you know that's gonna be the enemy's escape route so they can just be there for an ambush i mean it's it's pretty good i mean i i i thoroughly enjoyed that map i think they did a great job with it and i definitely do agree that that is a that is a real contender for a competitive map for sure yeah um next on our 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 amazing crucible list is uh midtown which again another beta beta game that we saw a lot of and i think that i think this one's the the obvious one i mean midtown's built for competitive I mean, it was it was. This has been the map that everyone's already seen. Everyone's seen during the uh, the launch events, um, any of the live events, stuff like that. This is what people were playing on, and they were playing Countdown on it. It's built for competitive. You have the long sight lines outside by Market, and you have an exposed uh, power weapon spot out there, um, as well as your capture point. You know, your your bomb point on uh, on the outside by Market. But then you have the inside lanes. You have your mid street, which is it can it has a potential for long sight lines. If you're up top of on, on top of the doorway or peeking through the door, you have your options for long sight lines there. But it can also turn into a very close quarters uh, setup, going down the stairs towards up towards rugs, or you have um, just fighting in that doorway, either on you know on the left side or the right side of the stairs. So um, you have a very uh, unique and versatile mid part of the map and then you have your rug side with maintenance up on top you have a high sight line over across rugs into the middle area there with all the little planners and the um the little almost bus stop in the middle there uh and then you have inside where the other bomb plant point is inside of rugs as well as a little bar in the restaurant area in the back i mean that is your close quarters tight action yeah so yeah. i mean it, that map literally i mean it is the definition of a competitive map it has everything that it ha- that you offer and that i mean i it didn't make it on either of our list because it is be because it is so obvious that it is a competitive map it's built for it so well i will stop you there because i did not put it on my list because i do not think that in tournament play we're going to see a lot of it unless countdown becomes a mode that we see Midtown is made for countdown. You can tell by the way place things are placed, all the sight lines you were talking about. I mean the the B, I think it's the B point in rugs and the A point out at market. Yeah. Those are like really well placed and it played really great for there. In the times we played Supremacy on it and I think we played a few rounds of Clash, I felt like everything was heading towards rugs. And that kind of feel where things are gravitating towards, like, one point, like rugs or market, and then there's not much happening in the middle. Um, I don't I don't really see that playing very well for those game types. For Countdown, yes. I think Countdown is kind of a shoe-in for that game. But the reason I didn't put it on my, on my personal list is because it is made for Countdown, and I don't think Countdown is going to make it into... Um, the quote-unquote like tournament competitive scene i see i see countdown being a an equalizer being like say you have a round of five and countdown or or survival i think either way i think more so countdown than survival but say you have a you know best of five it's tied to two you count down to win the or to take there for the game five i mean and you see it in a lot of other you know game type tournaments Call of Duty, the last game, round seven is always search and destroy. Round five is always search and destroy. I feel like that is a equalizer map. You have your... I feel like the rotation is going to be Supremacy. Supremacy is going to stay in. I feel like Supremacy is definitely going to be in the competitive uh, 
the playlist because I believe that is – and honestly, I don't know why it's not in the competitive playlist. Uh, I think Lupo made a very good point. Uh, he tweeted about it not too long ago that um, Supremacy, I feel, is more of a competitive game type than just a quick play. Uh, I believe there's a lot more strategy involved to it than a lot of people think. And I believe that there is a reason why it is played in tournaments. So I believe that that should be in the competitive play. That's not quick play, but that's just me. Um, and I guess Lupo. But uh, um, I believe that Supremacy is going to be definitely in there. As well as, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say either Clash or Control. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like Control is going to be too big. I think they're going to go gravitate more towards Clash. Just because we don't have that zone control anymore, where mm-hmm. your kills yeah. aren't gonna aren't gonna matter, um, so I think it'll be supremacy, clash, and then countdown. You're gonna have your three game yeah. types, so you're gonna be bouncing back and forth to where like you know supremacy, clash, countdown, and then either a supremacy game or a clash game, and then another countdown. If it's a round of five, or if it's a round of seven, then you have like whatever you didn't do game four, you do game uh, six. So it'll be like supremacy, clash, countdown. Clash, Countdown, Supremacy, Countdown. I think that's going to be your odd your your odd breakers, right? So I feel like that is an equalizing game type to where yeah. I think it'll make it in. I mean, I see, I see your point on this, and, you know, I'm going to hold you to your prediction on this, but I don't see it happening the same way you didn't see Elimination happening in Destiny 1. I think Destiny tends to be kind of a faster paced kind of sustained pace game when it comes to tournament which is one of the reasons we love it and i just do not see a game type where it goes and then like people are dead and there's i like that elimination style where uh once you're dead you're dead unless you're revived i, I just don't see it happening mm-hmm. but i don't want to get bogged down either into sort of the game type discussion We're kind of blowing our load on this one for another podcast but um but I will definitely hold you to that that prediction. Yeah, and this is also something um, we can end up going back and touching on once things start come, uh, start to actually you know go through fruition too. So we definitely uh, we definitely have room to see how everything adapts. So and I mean, yeah. I mean there's for all we know we're both wrong. It's going to be nothing but supremacy. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, so now we're going to get into the. So I don't know how to term these as the weird maps. So we have retribution retribution, which is the PlayStation Four exclusive. I don't think we need to talk about this at all. I don't think a PlayStation 4 exclusive is ever going to make its way into a no, tournament. No, I don't think any exclusivity whatsoever is going to find its way into the competitive scene whatsoever. Yeah. But that brings to two other maps, which are um, Eagle-Eyed Rev pulled out of the trials um, in the um, Bungie Twab. So we first have a map called Eternity. And then we got Emperor's Respite. Those are going to be the um, two of the Trials maps. And we have not seen those, to my knowledge. Right. And I, I, that was when... Um, and I, I mean, I literally like just noticed this. And it was... I don't know if it's... It, those have to be the maps. Because you look at... You know, your week two is your Countdown on Eternity. Week four is Countdown on Emperor's Respite. But if you go back to week three, it's Survival or Countdown now on Altar of Flame. So those have to be the maps. So either they're they're unveiling two new maps for trials exclusively, mm-hmm. or which is my guess, right? Which is I think that I think that's what I would guess too, or they're gonna be like, hey, by the way, here's two more maps that we didn't tell you about, like they didn't tell us about the tower, um, and you know, have fun with them, but 
I feel like they're going to be maps that are going to be exclusive to Trials, definitely. I think it's going to be something where it's like, these are going to, you're going to have one map that's going to come out of the rotation of your normal map pool, and then you're going to have these other two, if not more so, depending on, you know, how far the, you know, how far or how many maps right, they have extra. Right, right. Um, but uh, I definitely feel like they're going to have some Trials exclusive maps, which yeah, I think could be cool, because I think we're going to see more of that, you know, specifically built for Countdown and or Survival gameplay type from coming from these maps yeah I, I i agree with that statement and to be honest we can't even rate whether we would think these go into competitive until we've actually seen the maps yeah I mean, so we're gonna put an asterisk into eternity and emperor's uh uh what is it emperor's respite, emperor's respite. Yep. until we um play the maps in these next bunch of trials rounds yeah um all right, so let's let's do our summary. So we're going to rank these maps how we think they're going to come in. Uh, we're going to do two that we we think we know are going to be in there, and we're going to throw in a wild card. So, Rev, why don't you start us off with your uh, your top three picks for what's go what we're going to see in Destiny competitive tournaments. Uh, definitely Javelin 4. I think that's going to be, I mean, that, that, that one just, it, it smells of competitive greatness. Uh, Altar of Flame as my second choice. Again, another just all-around, well-rounded map. And then Fortress is going to be my wild card. I think that you know it, it shows a lot of potential and a lot of, uh, a lot of really cool happenings if it ends up working its way in, and I really think it could. So uh, I'm going to go with Fortress for my wild card. Yeah, well, I mean, Fortress is, a very, is one of the more cinematic maps with all the flames and ruins and stuff, so yeah. would definitely be a cool wild card to see thrown in there. Yep. So uh, for my picks, it's not going to be entirely too different. Uh, my number one pick is Altar of Flame. I think just, like you said about Javelin, it just reeks of competitive. It just reminds me a lot of Burning Shrine, which was a top, top pick mm -hmm. in, um, in competitive in Destiny 1. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm also going to agree with Javelin 4. Again, that just, it feels good. It plays good. I think everyone seems to love it, which is a big thing. And then my wild card, I'm going to throw it over to uh, Vostok. I really think Vostok has something special going on with the map. It's different than a lot of the competitive maps, but I think it could be a lot of uh, there could be a lot of dynamism in those maps. Definitely. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that's our that's our general map breakdown for uh, for where we're going. Um, and that's sort of going to be the end of the podcast, unless you got anything else. Uh, last minute you want to bring up eagle eye uh no i haven't really noticed anything all too much um just you know want to touch on you know and for everybody you know that's grinding out and playing the game um we you know we talk about a lot of competitive we talk about all this stuff but enjoy enjoy the grind you see a lot of these people you know all these streamers i mean look at giggle monster he's already at 300 i mean like i mean by no means do you need to be at these points to to enjoy the competitive side of this stuff and you know enjoy the grind like we said before the grind is very you know it's very approachable it's very kind to people um granted i have, have had some very poor luck on exotic drops and all this other bullshit but um as usual yeah i mean my rng is still staying the same from destiny one so that's great uh <clears throat> but and i i really i really hope that people you know if 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 you're not into the PvP side of things, that's awesome. You're gonna have an amazing raid. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be an amazing raid. I mean, they they spent how long making this game? I don't think they're gonna be disappointing anybody with this raid. 
Um, for the PvP people, you're going to have an amazing Trials experience, I think. Um, and then we're going to have a very, very promising competitive side of things. I think there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to be looking forward to and seeing. So, um, and I'm, I'm stoked to be able to, you know, be able to pay more attention to this focus, you know, train myself to, to see this and to experience it. And, um, Mm -hmm. but just, you know, if none of this is, even if you're listening to this, just because, you know, it's something to listen to and you want to, you know, you want to hear stuff about it, but you're not into it as far as doing it yourself. You know, it's, this game is about, you know, enjoying yourself and enjoying your time with your friends. That's why I'm playing on Xbox with all these guys because, you know, I have I have friends on PlayStation, but I really enjoy playing with these guys on Xbox. And I have people here, and I'm enjoying the game for what it is right now. And when it gets to that competitive side, if, you know, certain people in this group want to go on and take on that competitive side, I'm going to be right there with them. If not, awesome. But definitely, you know, I'm, I'm hoping everybody's enjoying the game, and I'm hoping that... Uh, that it's bringing you what you want out of Destiny 2 because I have been nothing but impressed. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, we we tried our best to keep spoilers to a minimum. Sorry for any spoilers that may have leaked out. Uh, I don't think we talked a lot about story, but I definitely want to touch on that one week just because I think, uh, Oh yeah. I mean, they just did such an excellent job yeah, I definitely will have with to the do surprises, a, the story, everything yeah, going we'll have on to there. Do a, we'll have to do an actual, like a Destiny 2 recap. Uh, an actual story podcast where we we we, we talk yeah. about what we think about just the game in general and yeah definitely like maybe maybe we'll bring in uh some of the other clan members and do kind of an open forum on that you know if it's a slow news week yeah definitely. um so that is episode two uh little little trouble tonight getting it together but uh yeah, we right. we managed to pull through there rev yeah, we we figured it out we're gonna make it we're gonna make it happen yeah. So uh, where can the uh, people find us, buddy? Well, um, as we stated last week, we have our um, our Twitter, our uh, group Twitter, and that uh, is at Get Wrecked Radio. Uh, we're actually getting um, some decent, you know, some decent following already. We're getting um, we're getting some tweets out there, and we're uh, we're trying to see what we can uh, what we can muster out, but. Uh, but yeah, you can find us at Get Wrecked Radio uh, on Twitter. We have a SoundCloud, and that is also Get Wrecked Radio. And now we are on iTunes. We are uploaded to iTunes. We are set to go. Again, just you know, search Get Wrecked Radio on iTunes, and we will be right there. You cannot miss the logo. Bright yellow with a nice contrasting letters. You cannot miss it. Um, <clears throat> so definitely go hit up all those and um, hit that follow on uh on soundcloud or whatever like it do whatever you need to do on soundcloud and definitely subscribe to us on itunes uh that way we can um we know that there's interest and that we can keep doing these and stuff like that so yep yeah and make sure you leave a uh, a nice rating if you if you would be so kind ladies and gentlemen oh, uh, sure. on our on our itunes that helps out a great deal even though we're only two episodes in this yeah so where can find you personally rev where can i yell uh Yell angry insults at you. Um, angry insults get directed to at Krautnapped. Um, but no, uh, my my Twitter is at Primus underscore Rev. Uh, and I am actually being quite active on there as of recently. I think I'm trying to be a little more active on it. Um, uh, you know, following other people and, you know, putting my two cents in for certain things. 
as well as on Twitch. I am on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash the names Rev. Um, I have been doing nothing but streaming Destiny 2, and that's all you will see from now on. I mean, until Destiny 3, uh, you'll be seeing me streaming Destiny 2. So um, I'm on there I want to, I, I'm daily. I mean, the only time, I think today is the only day that I haven't streamed just because we wanted to get this stuff going. We want to get this stuff uh, completed. So, mm-hmm. um, but I am streaming on there daily and I'm streaming with all these other goons that I'm playing with and it's nothing but a good time. We always have a good laugh. Um, it always ends up, something ridiculous ends up happening. It, it's amazing. So definitely come on and check me out on Twitch and come chill with the rest of uh, myself and the hounds. Yeah, and uh, you can find me at uh, at Krautnapped, K-R-A-U-T-N-A-P-P-E-D on Twitter. That's where you can uh, yell all your opinions at. Um, You can also find me on the Twitch of Rev, so check us out there. Um, big shout out to the hounds who are really supportive of us this week. I just wanna, I just wanna make a quick shout out to all those guys: Drown, Shepherd, Caleb, everybody on there. That has looked at us, has given us feedback, has listened to us on their commutes. You guys are awesome, and you're all you're all the best people I ever want to play Destiny with. For sure, agreed in a hundred percent agreement. So great. Um, well, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, remember to follow us and leave a rating on iTunes and leave a like on SoundCloud. Uh, Till next time, keep off tilt and stay sweaty.